When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and this is it. We've reached the end of our biggest, most explosive season to date. We talked to a wide range of artists, signed with a network, and we watched week after week while our mixologist enjoyed many delicious cocktails on his own. And you know why? That's right. We're coming up on another big anniversary. The COVID-19 pandemic is about to turn two years old. Oh, they grow up so fast, don't they? Please celebrate this occasion responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of New Year's babies complete with diapers and sashes to help me ring in the new year properly, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guests today are a three-piece pop band coming to us from sunny San Diego, or San Diego, as Ron Burgundy would call it. They cut their teeth on countless garage jams (laughs) and DIY gigs in the back of a surf shop and have built steady momentum into a festival run this year that included Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, and Firefly, among others. Their song Broken People became a top 20 hit at Alternative Radio and spawned a remix from pod favorite duo Sophie Tucker. Their sunny California blend of funky bass lines, ecstatic choruses, and danceable grooves has won them notice from GQ, Flaunt Magazine, Amazon Music, and more, and gained them a fan base to the tune of over 50 million streams. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Dawson, Luke, and Cole of Almost Monday to the pod. Woo! Woo! What up, guys? for having us. Of course. Thank you for being here. Let's quickly go around the circle. Let us know who you are, what you do in the band, so listeners can tell your voices apart. 
Cool. Yeah, I'm Dawson. Uh, I sing in the band. Um, I'm yeah. Luke, and I play bass. I'm Cole, and I play guitar. And that is everyone. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Bef- you know, before we start, I want to mention that I caught your set at Bottle Rock Napa Valley a few months back and knew immediately that we had to invite you onto the show. Amazing live energy. So much fun. Listeners, if you ever get a chance to see an Almost Monday show, run, don't walk to your online ticket seller, <laughs> pay the promoter fee, get in line, spend $20 on a beer at the venue. Trust me, it's all worth it. <laughs> go, go to your nearest Nordstrom's, find the Ticketmaster kiosk. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How old are we, Pedro? Shh. <laughs> okay. I remember buying a Coachella 2006 ticket at a Macy's basement Ticketmaster kiosk wow yikes i don't think yikes. i ever bought a back ticket when, not online back when they only cost a nickel <laughs> <laughs> well i'm guys i'm really eager to talk about your latest song but first we need a minute to catch up what has everyone had on repeat recently i've been listening to trixie mattel a lot lately she came out with a new original song hello hello she's been doing a lot of covers and stuff lately but um, she's sort of reinventing herself a little bit. She's usually like a folk artist, but now she's got like a very Go-Go's inspired, like really upbeat sort of pop uh, pop song called Hello, Hello. It's a lot of fun. The video is like very 60s inspired, like really minimalist, just her and two dancers like in front of a backdrop, just sort of doing like a kind of like single ladies. You know, they just dance through the whole song. It's kind of like that sort of Brady Bunchy um, thing going on. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been listening to a lot. Nice. I want to hear from I want to hear from the guys. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to a lot of um, Arctic Monkeys lately. I, I've been really loving like all their stuff. Just listened to their first album like a few days ago again, and it's just such a good record. And I love we we just I don't know I love their energy live, like watching their performances and stuff. So I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. If you go on Twitter right now, all the Arctic Monkeys stan accounts are like, we feel it coming. Like, my, my knee is twitching. Uh, the storm is coming. <laughs> they're, they're, they're on their way back. Yeah. <laughs> we need a fake Tales of San Diego. I'll go for it. I'll go after. Um, I've been listening to this artist a lot, uh, Alex G. He's like a, I guess, like a singer-songwriter guy. He's, I've been kind of addicted to his music lately, so I've been listening to him all the time. <laughs> Yeah, Cole, Cole talks about Alex G all the time. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, <laughs> I've been listening to some of the Pixies um, and the Kooks. And then this kid, this kind of newer kid, Justice Bennett, who's um, kind of from the whole TikTok world, but his music school. So, um, you know, just dabbling around, around the circles. Isn't it nice to find an artist on TikTok where you, you really like it and then find that they actually have a body of work and are like <laughs> a coherent vision. And it's not just a cooked up in a lab song. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just a, thir- it's not just a 30 second clip. <laughs> yeah. I always like hearing people like say like, Oh dude, it's this song. And you're waiting for like two minutes just for the one line. That's like the viral moment. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. You're like, what, what song? And then it's like the one line you're like, Oh yeah, that. So like a hit song now is just like, apparently like a line that just gets you know used on tiktok which is so funny (laughs) you know uh 
a lot of this, a lot of the TikTok songs give me big like 2007 LimeWire energy because you look at the name of the of the sound clip and oftentimes it doesn't have the name of the song in it. Like you, yeah. have, to, <laughs> you have to like search the lyrics like you did back then or, or like you'd get the song totally wrong. Ooh, original audio. <laughs> original, a lot of underscores. Yes, exactly. We, we, it's all come back around. Um, I can go next. I've been listening to the latest single by friend of the pod talker. She was our very first musical guest back in season one. Wow, it's been a long time. The name of the song is Summerlin. It's probably my favorite song of hers yet. It's she's usually does like kind of louder like grunge pop stuff, but this is like a kind of like more of a down tempo ballad. It's got this slow progression from a muted acoustic guitar and she starts adding these 1975-esque dappling of keys, atmospheric strings, and then suddenly it's just like this drawn out wail of guitar and it just bursts with emotion right when it seems like she can't contain it anymore because she does like sh- her stuff is real emo, like not emo in the sense of like 2006 emo, but just like pure raw emotion. Uh, the song itself, it's written about um, being in Summerlin, Nevada, which is a suburb of Vegas for those who don't know. And it's her ex's hometown. And the song explores kind of like this ambivalence of feeling the pain of loss and yet wanting to stay in it at the same time. And I think like her songs are absolutely best when she explores that kind of middle ground that we talk about on the show all the time, like feeling two contradictory emotions and just like staying in it. It's it's so good. Talker, if you're listening, Celeste, this is my favorite song of yours. I'm really looking forward to the new album. Yeah. Well, you just sold us on it. That was a, <laughs> that was that was probably the most in depth. I love it. That's that's rad. I've written about her. It's so interesting, like how she came into our radar. She was like doing publicity two years ago for a friend. Uh, he is um, an artist called Enjun, and his stuff is really good. Oh, yeah. But I remember, like, when she reached out to me, I like looked into her body of work. I'm like, wait, you're really good. Can I talk to you about your music? And I just started doing write-ups and like interviews with her, and she's just been going. Um, she's connected us with a ton of other people in the LA scene. Uh, her show was the last show I saw before shutdown when she was promoting her new EP. Well, that was God two years ago now. Jeez, wow. Well, that's all great, Anthony, but. And June, what happened to them? They're just sitting there with no reply. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we totally left them alone. I no, I did. I did a write up on his stuff. Um, it's kind of more folksy, uh, winter vibes. Get into it. Well, that dovetails nicely into my pick, which I've had on, which is the new Metronomy single. It's called "It's Good to Be Back," and you see that, and you immediately think, "Oh, they wrote a you know coming out of the pandemic song," which you know. It, you can't help thinking that, of course, but it's a nice, it captures something nice, I think, where there's a line where it's, it feels good to be back, but our love is gone. And I think that's like such a depressingly common sentiment. Like so many people I know have had relationships end in the pandemic. And so there's something about it where it doesn't have a joyous feel, but it's sort of hesitant, slightly melancholic, but also uh, freeing in a way. So. I like this one. It's a grower, and I am I always listen to what Metronomy is going to put out. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. 
And as a quick reminder, everyone, every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist down in the episode description. Or alternately, you can listen to the playlist before you start an episode and try to imagine what insanity led to us mentioning all these songs. I don't know. That might be a fun game to play. Uh, but I think it's time we made our way into the bar. Dawson, Luke, Cole, did you bring IDs to show the bouncer today? It's a really, it's a really old photo. Oh, it's vertical. Yeah, it's still vertical. It's it's my 15 year old like permit photo, and for some reason it. Oh hell yeah! Fire till 2023. So, <laughs> you know. Wow. What was the first place you drove when you got it? When you were able to, you remember? Ooh, um, it, uh, like a high school football game. I remember it was like a. F- I think it was like a few nights before Halloween and uh, I I failed my test the first time and then I I I got it this time so I was super stoked took my mom's car to the football game it's a good time nice I I did the same thing really? Yeah I think I think it was like homecoming or something like that Yeah and you just felt cool pulling up and your friends were like oh okay you got got the license <laughs> kind of to make sure everyone knew I remember when I got my license, the first thing I did was drive through my my ex boyfriend's neighborhood and thought about the fact that we were supposed to drive together. Wait, I, actually, that's Olivia Rodrigo. Sorry, that wasn't me. God damn it! Hey. <laughs> wow. I was literally gonna say you predicted the future of everyone who's That's so funny. What about you guys? Right. Did you bring? types of ids to show people this our yeah. bouncer so it's, it's kind of like different <laughs> artifacts it doesn't have to actually be a physical oh ID, no right? you can Correct. you can yeah. but you don't have to we've gotten all sorts of things this bouncer is flexible uh, <laughs> so we were talking about my honda civic before before we started but one of my favorite things about it is i can fit my nine six longboard in it hey. it's quite the feat like i've put I have to put the seat all the way down. Like I'm saying, the Civic, it stands true. Like it just keeps giving. So this would be it's my baby in here. Can't see it really well, but yeah, my board. The bounce, the bouncer's like, okay, yeah, you're over. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna let you bring that whole thing in. Come on through. You know, you gotta change it up every once in a while. <laughs> if he said no, you could also lance him with the board too, and we'd all, and we'd all get in. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully the bouncer acts a uh, a surfer, then he'll just look the other way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a lot. That's a lot of a. That's a nicer, I think, outcome than the one I just uh, mentioned there. I was thinking about it. We've never had a guest uh, bring a weapon as a form of ID, like to threaten the bouncer. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. I think we still right, have to Cole. hear from Cole. All right, here's my uh, my camera. Here, here's my ID. <laughs> oh hell yeah! It's an of... actual camera. It's not a phone. Like there's film in there. Old school. <laughs> what kind of things Olympics. do you like to take pictures of? Um, this one's great for just traveling with the boys, you know, taking pictures, having fun. Blackmail. <laughs> blackmail. <laughs> you say blackmail. <laughs> That's dope. What a great assortment of IDs here. And you know what? We're in. Guys, welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. You may notice an inch of dust on all the surfaces, but that's because we haven't been able to open up in almost two years. 
You might want to hold your breath while we wipe everything down. <laughs> Ryan, can you put on some tunes while we clean up here? We are listening to Cool Enough, the latest single from Almost Monday, out now on the Great Hollywood Records. Woo! This one's a lot of fun, both the original and the Knox remix. We're big fans of them over here at the show. They are masters at taking something that's already great and giving it new life in a way that you wouldn't imagine. And I see this as two sides of the same coin. On one side is the playful sing-along for the afternoon festival crowd, and then the latter one is for the after-hours club where the strobe lights are blazing. You just go from one to the other. And I'm really excited to explore this song and the rest of your work in more detail, but first I think we need something to drink to get us in a dancing mood. Pedro, what have you got today? So, uh, this song, I, I, love the, I love the tune. I love the music video, too, and I was, when I was watching it, like, I love the glasses you're wearing in the music video. So that sort of inspired the color I wanted for this cocktail. Um, and also, I just wanted the cocktail to be fucking cool. I wanted it to be refreshing, um, both in feel and look. And yeah, I just, I just wanted it to be nice and cool. So um, you guys mentioned you, you like gin. So I started with some gin. Um, and then I have uh, some cucumber puree with lemon and lime juice, and I muddled a little bit of mint in it, too, for that extra cool factor. Um, and then I just I added some blue curacao to give it the color that I was looking for with the glasses. It gives it a nice blue-green tint. Um, and then just topped it with ginger ale. It keeps it nice and refreshing and crisp, but a little bit of sweetness in there. And this is the cocktail. I, think, I hope you guys can see it there. Dude, that's Ooh. so sick. That's rad. Um, yeah, thank you. So I just, yeah, I just threw some, like, mint and cucumber in there to garnish it just to give it a little extra something um and i mean it's simple we're just calling it a cool enough because it is and you are and the song is i love it that's sick that's great that's are you cool enough do you have a cool enough (laughs) you need a cool enough to be cool enough honestly preach what a way to end the season and if i'm not mistaken this is the 36th drink you've made this year pedro and not a single oh one has disappointed. <laughs> that is that is a great track record. But you know what? This is something special. Way to send us off with a bang. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. There's my, my glass of water that I've been sitting here sipping for two years. Mm. <laughs> all right, let's kick it off. So... I want to say, first of all, guys, you first came across my radar when you played a school night show at Bardot in Hollywood back in like January or February of 2020. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I totally remember that show. That that's, that is so cool. I, like the little balcony you can walk out to and stuff. Um, that show was super fun. I, I didn't know you were there. That's cool. I actually wasn't. I didn't end up oh. going because I, I had like a headache. I remember... <laughs> So I, I was on a date, actually, like a day date, and... Hence the headache. Yes. We, we were, like, day drinking or whatever, and <laughs> I was like, hey, it's Monday. Do you want to go to school night? And I looked up the lineup. You were on it. I know Little Hurt was on it, and that was the first time I heard of both of you. And at the time, I remember checking you out on Spotify, and you had maybe one or two songs max released, and maybe, like... Yeah, at that time, probably Only Broken People was out in January. Of 2020 oh yeah and and like you also had like maybe ten thousand listeners and flash forward two years and now you're playing festivals you're on the radio you've got this huge following and this all happened during the pandemic what was it like for you blowing up while the world was literally shut down 
Well, thank you. That's a very generous way of saying it. But uh, <laughs> we, um, honestly, it's pretty hard because we were on tour in January. We were playing some shows, um, like some rad shows. And uh, obviously the pandemic came through and, and the tour got canceled. And for us, like, like a little bit about our band is like we started in high school and um, we just kind of made the band just to play music like to our friends. Like I know it's like in the bar or whatever, but like we just used our buddies surf shop and just like packed kids in there, like all of our friends. So li the live thing for us has always been a like a huge like um, element of why we do what we do. So not having that, not being able to do that was pretty tough and just you know, even like, you know, when you release songs, you like try them live, at least for us and like, oh, this kind of works and stuff. So not having that element was pretty tough. But um, I don't know, we just kept putting out music and like, you know, the people that support us are just so gracious and so rad and just support us really well through it and not being able to see anybody and stuff. But um, I don't know, we just put out the music, try to be on Instagram, I guess, you know what I mean? And, you know, keep it going. Yeah, it was pretty weird, like seeing like, you know, the numbers were going up, but it, it almost felt like you're in like a, some type of like weird video game because they're just like points like you actually don't get <laughs> to see what that actually translates to. And so when we went and played those festivals, because, you know, like festivals, the artist goes on and then leaves and then everyone that saw them leaves and you, you don't know who's going to fill in. And so we're like, literally it felt like the first day of high school, you're like, is anyone going to show up? Like, you know, it's just such a like nerving feeling. And and people came, which was just kind of like a crazy thing to see, actually, like those numbers on a screen that didn't seem like they meant anything where it really did actually turn out to be like real live people. And just really cool to see that firsthand. Yeah, it's so crazy. Just the absence of that. Um, so you were saying that, you know, the live element is like really important to you. Um, like, how did you have to adjust then as, as like a band? during that time during during the pandemic too like like you said we had a song at radio so like we would you know set up our our setup in the garage and then talk to like radio people and like do zooms like this so our joke was sort of like i don't we we went from like a garage band to like playing these rad rooms and then back to a garage band <laughs> so it's a very weird like little little career arc there it, it it sort of just went back to the, the garage but so i guess that was sort of the outlet but it was pretty gnarly dude like we didn't have our a live drummer in there or anything <laughs> so it was literally just like trying to play onto zoom is is so strange um but you know we kind of sorted it out a little bit and you got to deal with the delay too yeah yeah, yeah not fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, I kind of want to get into talking about the music a little bit. Uh, one thing I noticed, because I've been listening to you for a while, there's this theme of celebrating imperfection and being your most authentic self running through your music. Uh, cool Enough and Broken People are both these unabashed sing-along anthems that do just that. Why do you think it's so important for people to hear that now, especially since this new generation coming up has lived with the internet their whole lives? When we're in the studio, there's not like a ton of like, oh, we're going in and we're going to, you know, write this song today. So for like, you know, Broken People, we wrote that in, in New York with our producer and then Cool Enough was back in L.A. And, you know, 
you just kind of like approach these songs like, okay, we want to do something like different, maybe something different than like what people are doing. Um, try to say something, you know, that resonates with people. And then, I mean, as much of a cop-out answer this is, it's like, it sort of just happens and the song's there and you're like, wow, this is, it's like, this is its own thing now. And like people like, you know, some of our fans will just randomly be like, oh, this song means this to me. And you're just like, oh, cool. That like, that's awesome. That's like it, what it's supposed to mean and, and stuff. But I don't know, just try, I don't know, trying to make music that like can resonate with people, hopefully like encourage people or something, um, <laughs> you know, to, to just, yeah, I guess just be themselves and not social media and stuff is so like, it's just so gnarly. It's like all we've been like living on so i think sometimes just reminding yourself like yo i'm I'm chilling i'm doing my thing like it's all you know that's kind of the hope behind it and there was also what was that that uh report that came out that like instagram is like hurting people's mental health and yet here we are we're like we hear that no way <laughs> well now really? now it's like written in stone <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and oh. yet we we just keep using it. I'm like, oh, that's neat. I go back on my feed and just keep posting. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I feel like it's always like it's yeah, it's hurting people, but not me. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've totally Everybody's got these together. other poor bastards. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I'm the influencer that everyone else is looking up to. <laughs> I don't need to worry. Yeah, yeah. Me and my 1,000 followers. <laughs> what? <laughs> So uh, speaking more on this uh, this idea of of living authentically and just like making really fun music, I feel like there's also, especially in quarantine, there's like these obstacles. Um, what do you see as your biggest obstacle to living authentically? Yeah, I think kind of looping back to the last question of social media, I think to be authentic is to try not to compare yourself too much because at some level, we just start trying to look around and just start copying everyone else, just trying to fit in and not, and not trying to like, I don't know. I, I think we find safety a lot of time and being a, like a lot of people. And so we don't really leave room for us to just sit with ourselves. Um, so I, I think just, I guess, social media and, and trying to, trying to be something that, that um, just trying to be like someone else is probably just the, the biggest, this is the biggest challenge. It, it's just hard. You know, you're trying to be successful and you're trying to mm. say the right thing and do the right thing. But, you know, a lot of that time is just trying to be secure in yourself. And, and that's a really hard thing to do. Absolutely. I like that idea of sitting with yourself. I think one of the main reasons that, you know, we're, we're so, you know, driven to comparing ourselves to others is that we are uncomfortable with ourselves. And that's that's about inner work more than it is about like, looking around and finding like what is quote cool enough or like how do we become cool enough and at least for me like if you can really sit and learn to appreciate and learn to love like who you are those outward uh influences are going to be far less effective yeah so well said but it's great that you have that song to go back to though it's a good anthem i feel like and it kind of i get the same feeling from it i did when i feel like when um, call it what you want foster the people first came out I had that same feeling of like hearing that one and uh, not to well there we go there I am comparing comparing to another group <laughs> but I hope I hope that's a cool enough though oh, we'll I, I hope that's a welcome I hope that's a welcome one uh, 
I, I certainly think it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the bass sound on this is great too, of course. Shout out Luke. Um, yeah. Thank you. Luke just delivering. That is a great transition because I wanted to talk a little bit about your sound. I think that it's easy to call a lot of indie pop homogenous, but you've got a lot going on in your music. You have these like really funky bass lines, electronic motifs and flourishes that remind me of classic Daft Punk and Justice. And then Dawson, your vocal stylings have a bit of a hip hop flair to it at times. Can you talk a little bit about how you brought all of these elements into a really tight and cohesive sound? Yeah, I think when we're when we're writing all the times, we're we have a lot of different like music interests and tastes. Like we're just listening to a bunch of different stuff, trying to bring like different elements together. So I def- I definitely remember with Cool Enough, that was one one of the songs where we were like bringing in. I know during like the bridge part, um, like a lot of references were from like Justice and trying to bring some type of like uniqueness to like more of like a rock song, like an alternative song, like bringing some electronic components to it. So. I think we're always trying to like do something different, like do something like that. We we were when this single came out, we did like an interview with Zane Lowe and and we were like, yeah, one of our influences was Justice. And he was like, Oh, you mean Justice? And we're like, number one, are you being on like with Zane Lowe's like the biggest moment of our lives so far? <laughs> and he just calls us out for like not pronouncing it like the proper way. Wait, is that <laughs> have I been saying it wrong? For like ten Dude, years, I I I mean I don't know. I think they're French or whatever. So like, yeah, that that makes sense. But I just remember my my heart just dropped. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so fake. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you mean Justice? Get them the fuck out of my studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just totally got X'd on that. It sucked. <laughs> no, he was just he was just signaling to the listeners, his European listeners who know them as Justice. You know, he was just he was just trying to help translate, you know, bridge, bridge the gap, <laughs> you know, full factor. He's he's a he's a classy guy, but that's that's very funny. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Jesus, just he's we're still learning but, all this you know, time later, but it doesn't sound too synthetic, though. Like it hits that important balance where it doesn't sound too program. Right. And I'm sure that that seems like that was an important balance to to hit for you guys. Right. Like you want to have those influences, but not sound too synthetic and like sort of like when the clash did sandinista when they kind of were bringing in the funk a little bit more you know and it has that really tight space it's good it's a good it's good space good space to live in i was thinking a lot about you know exactly what you said ryan about it sounding you know less less processed more organic i think of quite a few bands are doing that now i talked to um Ben Thatcher of Royal Blood a little bit earlier this year and their new album is very influenced by Justice and Daft Punk and it's <laughs> it is a it is a rock album through and through and it's you know if you've listened to them it's just like heavy bass over drums and like a little bit of synthesizer but you hear him playing these riffs that sound like they could be like electronic riffs at a club but it's just his bass and I, I don't know. I, I feel like there is a way to maybe we're like going back a few years now. Maybe we're we're coming to like a place where we realize that like dance doesn't have to just sound one way. Um, is that something that you're always like on the look lookout for? Like new ways to like kind of bottle this like really fun energy. 
again, I'm not trying to cop out answer, but just whatever feels like cool and like feels organic in the studio and like, like everybody can stand up from their seat and be like, yo, that's fire. You know, um, I guess that is kind of what is the, is the kind of ear check, I suppose. Absolutely. And I, I, I really, we've been talking a lot about like, what's cool, what is cool enough. And I'm thinking a little bit about the music video that Pedro referenced for the drink. I love the the story where you're kind of on this self-destructive journey to become whatever is cool enough. And of course, there's the saying that if you try to be cool, you're going to fail. But I want to take a step back and ask, what existentially, what is cool? And everyone, feel free to get in on this. Ryan, Pedro, what is, what is the cool? Oh, God. <laughs> I think the cool can be whatever, as long as you're backing it up with like, confidence you got to own it whatever whatever it is like if you're owning it it's going to be cool people are going to be like oh shit look at that guy he's rocking those you know plaid fucking suspenders he's doing it all day like it like cool because cool ends up just being it's it's just it's trends and shit set by someone who was daring enough to do it first and it just sort of comes from there i i think like especially when we were in high school well maybe I don't know if this was everyone's experience, but there seemed to be like more of a rigid definition of like what cool was like it was dictated by whoever were the cool kids and it was very rigid. But now I feel like people respond to authenticity. You could collect a million Funko Pops and if you own it, you're like, yo, that's cool. Or, you know, the the, the suspenders or, you know, whatever it is you're into. Do you watch a ton of anime? Dope. Can you like recite all of the lines from One Piece? Oh, dope. Like that's that's cool. I, I kind of look at the like the Harry Styles of the world just kind of doing whatever he wants and it just ends up being cool because he's just is confident in it. Um, I don't know. Having fun, I guess. If you just look like you're having fun and you're confident with it, um, it's kind of hard to like hate on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my favorite song that tackles this topic is um one by the band the cool kids hip-hop duo from chicago um they have one called a little bit cooler that's my favorite my favorite thing and there's a line where he says um uh i'm about to say screw it and grow a jerry curl or wear a diaper like cupid something else stupid and if see if people do it and i feel like um that's just what happens someone says fuck it i'm gonna do this and then it becomes a thing like harry styles um it is surreal though to watch the trends that were hideous in our time growing up come back. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess that's cool now. <laughs> I guess gigantic Fila shoes that look like, you know, retirement home shoes are cool now. What are you going to do? Are Jinko jeans back? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm going to get myself a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's also recreating cool trends or like what people perceive to be cool you can kind of tell is is the intention authenticity or is the intention to cash in because you can pick up on that really easily like what what are you trying to do here some way you just got to do stuff because it feels right to you like if you try to do everything just because someone else says something's cool i mean you're just going to be chasing something like your whole life like you know trends come and go like you're saying so some level man if it makes you happy do it and be confident in it and live a good life and right on 
you know, don't chase the trends if you don't want to. This is a really good argument for me not getting on TikTok formally. <laughs> I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. <laughs> hey, we, we tried to wait it out, and then it eventually just was like, nope, it's calling. I mean, yeah. you need something to do when you're laying in bed at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, nowadays, it's like the best way to promote your music. Um which yeah. I mean, we could probably start a whole new season of this podcast talking about <laughs> TikTok. So I won't even divulge, but the spinoff. Should we start a new format of this show where we just talk about TikTok trends, Pedro, and make I shots won't be for a them? I will not be a part of it. <laughs> Only if we can be uh, friends of the podcast on every episode. Oh, yes. oh absolutely. <laughs> Once that once those episodes drop, the trends will be gone. That's the only problem with that. <laughs> that is so. Yeah, we'd have to be like so far ahead of it all. We what we should just do is just make up trends and then see if they come true. You know, a few days later. But the beauty, I think, though, and it's like you can try, or like you can. There are like agencies now who claim to know like what goes viral on TikTok and can help you do that. And like, yeah, there are certain things like the energy of something or something that's good to cut to. Right? There are like the elements of it. But you can never tell. You can never tell what some dead-eyed zoomer is going to glom onto. You're going to find a line, and it's kind of, and it's like, what? Why that? You know, and that's the beauty of it to me, right? Yeah, but there is like some really good stuff there. Like we we were talking with uh, Crooked Teeth a couple of episodes back about uh, the Mountain Goats No Children becoming a TikTok trend, mm-hmm. or uh, the Walters I Love You So like. Who knows? These songs that are like five, ten years old, or, or when was when did No Children come out? Two thousand six, something like that. I don't remember. It's crazy. It's a democracy of art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that is such a great point. I feel like TikTok has democratized music in an incredible way. Even when we're on Spotify, the playlists are so curated. At some point, like my Discover Weekly becomes so homogenous. Like, am I really discovering new stuff the way that, or the way that I could be on an app like TikTok? So here's a good question: <laughs> What is something you discovered on TikTok that you ended up absolutely loving? It's a really cool song called "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys are probably going to give a more interesting answer than mine. Myers was Justice Bennett's, Bennett's, and he's pretty. It's like a, it's like a mix between kind of like role model and Dominic Pike, which I like both those dudes. So it's cool. I think there was like a a Doctor Dog song on TikTok that was like popping off, and it kind of made me go back and listen to some of their some of their music. So maybe that, maybe that one for sure. That's a good one. Those are really timeless songs, aren't they? Where'd all the time go? That's so interesting. Was that recent? Like, when was that Dr. Dog song, like, really popping off? No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure exactly when the Dr. Dog thing started happening, but it's just crazy. I feel like there's a lot of um, kids these days who are, like, discovering music for the first time. Like, oh, like, the Smashing Pumpkins 1979, like, all of a sudden started popping off on TikTok. And I'm sure there's a ton of kids who've never even listened to the Smashing Pumpkins that are getting exposed to this music. So I think yeah. that's a pretty cool part about it. It's like making kids go back and discover like really great albums and stuff. Those calls to like Billy Corgan, like that conversation <laughs> that someone has to have with Billy Corgan, like on a weekly call, <laughs> like 
like, hey, you're not going to believe it, but um, people are putting their face in a sprinkler um, <laughs> to, to, uh, to tonight tonight. Um, just want to let you know, uh, there's going to be a huge boost in streaming because of this. <laughs> uh, so I think my answer to my own question is a band called Backseat Lovers. Their song Kilby Girl was getting really big. They're, they're like, they had a modest radio hit with that song, but it just kind of came and went. And then all of a sudden, like these teenage girls like started like showing all of their like accessories to this song to like this jam band song. And I'm like, okay, interesting choice, but I really dig this song. Amazing stuff. What people will glom onto. Indeed. All right. Well, we're coming up to the end of the interview section, but I want to do what I do at the end of all of these and open up a question to the group. We talked a bit about what it means to be cool and embracing your most authentic self today. So I think it's time we answer this question that I'm sure we had at some point on the show. When do you feel most yourself? I guess when we're, I guess when we're playing music, I don't know, like in, in the rehearsal room, maybe. Um, I feel like we're just really close to each other and um, have uh, like have long-term friendships and we just can kind of play music and jam and be whoever we are, you know? It's just like, how do you not sound super pretentious by saying, when I'm on stage? It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it feels, it, it's fun to be on, on stage and playing your tunes is, is a good feeling. That or um, God, I again kind of kind of a lame answer, but like surfing feels good. We all grew up surfing, um, and it's it's just the thing about surfing that's fun is like you're the waves like are always changing. You don't know like what to expect, and you just go out there and like it's impossible for you to even check your phone. Like you're kind of locked into just enjoying like being in nature and stuff, and um. So that that that's kind of liberating, I suppose. Yeah, for me, I think just driving to my car alone and listening to music. So I think I can play anything, and no one can say two shits about what it is. If I want to listen to Katy Perry, I can listen to Katy Perry and just like whatever, do whatever I want, and I can just be alone with my thoughts. And it's just like a weird privacy thing. But I'm like driving, so I'm not fully like in my thoughts. I can like think and still do something, so I don't just spiral. It's just I don't know. It's it's a special place. I'm just jamming Katy Perry with everybody at all times. Those songs are too good to be shared alone, but I feel you. <laughs> I did the same thing with Avril Lavigne's girlfriend recently where like I got home, but that song was on my Spotify and I pulled into my, my parking spot and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to just sit here and play this out. I need to hear this whole song. What a great era for her. Nice. I was going to say the same as Luke being in my Honda Civic, baby, you know, point A to po- point A to point B car, you know. Wait, how many people on the call right now own Honda Civics? Everyone except you. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That's a know. 50%. 50% of the people on this call have Honda Civics. You know what? Solid car. That's like the platonic ideal of car. Like when you're thinking in your brain, what is car? It is a Honda Civic. <laughs> Damn I went right. from a from a Honda Civic to a Honda Civic. <laughs> like I just upgraded it. No oh, reason to change. 
Me Wait, too. what is uh so you used to have Civica A Fox. Who is this one? Oh no no no. She she just she has the same name. Okay. They're both they're both Civica A Fox. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. I do think the ocean the there is something really um interesting about the the ocean, right? Because it's a really humbling thing. Can kick the shit out of you and kill you. But it's also can be really serene. And I think being from Southern California, you guys are from San Diego, right? North County. Yeah. Six one nine. Of course you guys are probably what? Seven six oh. Seven six oh yeah. Yeah. I'm six one nine. Oh yeah. I feel very I feel very myself in the ocean for sure. I remember there was a time when I was younger and you know, I'm always someone who appreciates a bit, you know. We all appreciate a good bit, but sometimes you go too far with a bit, right? So I had a I was in the ocean and thought it'd be really funny if a wave hit me and then I came back up and my trunks were off, you know, like, <laughs> whoa, that was crazy and holding up the trunks. So I did that and then lost track of the trunks. So I was stranded in the ocean nude and had to get someone to come bring me a towel so I didn't get arrested. <laughs> and now Ryan has to introduce himself to all the neighbors within a one mile radius when he moves somewhere. No. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there was a school, there was a school uh, field trip that day. And uh, no, there's some kids uh, visiting the tide pools. You sick bastard. Um, See, that was way more interesting. Thank you for that story. <laughs> it's not... Talk about not being cool. Um, I, I never did learn how to surf, though, so big respect. Big respect to you all for, for doing that. Are you from, are you from Southern California? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. Valley. San Fernando Valley. Nice. When, when do I feel most authentically myself? It's a weird answer, but I think anytime I go to my favorite tiki bar in the valley, Tonga Hut, because my partner and I are doing the grog log right now. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a list of 78 official drinks, official tiki drinks, and you're given a year and a half to complete all of them. Like you just go, you hand them your paper, the bartender signs it, and they just bring you the most random things. And I'm getting to the point where like, I go every week and everyone knows me. It feels like a cheers situation and I can just let loose and drink delicious drinks. It's amazing. Also, they just added another list to the tail end of the grog log. It's called the Intoxica and it's another 78 drinks that you have to do after you finish the grog log. And it's like... The, the the best way I can describe it is I've been trying to go Super Saiyan for weeks and now they just introduced Super Saiyan 2 and I'm like, okay, well, what what is the point here? Like, am I ever going to finish this? Dragon Ball Z fans, we, we you know, we stand. I was going to say, we might need a footnotes, a footnotes section of this for people <laughs> who don't remember. <laughs> is there a drink? Is there a drink for the band, a preferred drink, one you like to return to, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? I kind of like iced. Like, you know how you get iced? (laughs) (laughs) Not lying. (laughs) I don't, I I just never, I I, I don't know. I'm just kind of a late bloomer with like, I just started liking coffee and and like just straight up like alcohol. Like I I always need a little bit of sugar in it, you know, unfortunately, but I've really started to enjoy, um, God, I don't. Is it Red Bull vodka or vodka Red Bull? Either way. <laughs> okay, but I, I kind of like that drink. 
Have you gone to um the PB Shore Club? No. Okay. They have vodka Red Bull, uh, but it's like a slushy. Ooh. The headache the next day is Good insane, God. but like it is so easy to drink. Like I don't like vodka Red Bulls, but in that form, I will take it any day. And they give it to you in a huge fucking goblet. Oh, gee. Next day. It's going to be They're, brutal, but do it. They are dangerous this, if you're not is, careful. I Is this a 619 location? Sorry, Anthony. Yeah, it's in Pacific Beach. Sorry. Okay. PB, PB baby. Yeah. One last. You know, if you're in, if you're in the mood for that kind of if if it's that kind of day, sometimes it happens. PB, dude. One last note before we transition: <laughs> vodka Red Bulls. Uh, New Year's Eve, like five years back, I was in Palm Springs with my dad, and we went out to this amazing gay bar that was playing Broadway show tunes on all the TVs. Everyone was singing, and my dad's like. Let me buy you a drink. And I was tired, but I really wanted to get into the energy. I was like, can you get me a vodka Red Bull? He gets me a vodka Red Bull, and I wanted one vodka Red Bull to wake me up. But then he kept getting me them. Like, he would just show up. He's like, here's another. Here's another. Here's another. Tell you what? Four days I was hungover. Four... <laughs> I felt bad for four days after that night with my dad. God, was your dad... Sounds like your dad was uh, trying to pick you up. <laughs> my dad goes hard we anytime i travel well, any yes gay bar come on you don't half-ass that shit the fuck are you talking about you shouldn't have shown up if you weren't ready <laughs> my dad goes hard though like anytime we travel together we'll come back to the hotel it's like one in the morning he's like oh i'm gonna go out again i'm gonna go meet some people <laughs> i need to hang out with your dad give me your dad's number we're gonna go hang out it's like i'll, I'll be back at like four <laughs> Anyway, I think it's time we moved on to the final part of our show. Who is ready for a game of hashtag mood? Let's fuck it up. Drew, hit that theme song. You're talking about owning it. Own the fact that that is a dope song and that you have to dance to it every time. Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty, for our hashtag mood jingle. What is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do is head on over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox and listen to a text or a voice message sent to us by a fan and or friend of the pod. Each of us will have a chance to listen to it and pick one song that matches that mood to create the ultimate playlist. Drew, do you have one picked out for us today? Zane here. Feeling good and ready for the holiday season. Just got my nose pierced yesterday, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Great mood. Is that Zane Lowe? <laughs> was it? <laughs> Wait, how did they spell Zane, Drew? The, the long way around. Z-A-Y-N-E. That might one. be Zane Lowe. <laughs> no, probably not. But <laughs> no, still. it's Zane, Zane Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> I love the inflection that the uh, voice to text is like, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> it knocked my socks off. <laughs> so we got like the holiday thing. Like, so it's, it's, a, it's a Christmas song, right? 
but it's also got the 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 piercing thing. I don't know. Last mm. Christmas is that Wham or just George Michael? That's Wham. Wham. Yeah, it's Wham. You're sad, but it's Christmas, and you just got your nose pierced because you're thinking about. I don't know. Is that is that way off? I mean, the song itself is piercing. So <laughs> thank you. There we it's go. whatever you want. Own it. Own your pick. It, <laughs> yeah. All these picks are cool enough. Y'all. You are cool enough. Owned. Owned. That's what I'm owning. Last Christmas. I think I'm going to lean into the Christmas spirit a little bit. And we've been talking about just unabashedly owning everything. So I'm going to own this pick. It is a song by Nerf Herder, Perry Grip's band. It is called I've Got a Boner for Christmas. There you go. Perfect. Oh, I don't yeah. know if Zane is exactly feeling that, but you know what? I'm feeling it's feeling pretty exciting. So <laughs> I've got a boner for Christmas. <laughs> Nerf herder. <laughs> Gonna fill that nose piercing with a boner. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe cut that I'm, out, Drew. If that's that's <laughs> nope, leave it. Hey, that, listen, I'm that's gonna... not it's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not sexy like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, pick Snowman by Sia. Because this guy's full of the Christmas spirit, and she's saying, don't cry. Not in front of me. Don't cry when you get your fucking nose pierced. Not in front of me. I will leave you, and you'll be alone for the holidays. <laughs> wow, yeah. Sia. Talk about an ultimatum. <laughs> that was rude, Sia. Jesus. The way I interpreted that, interpreted that for you is very rude. Maybe this should just be music to get our nose pierced uh, with Anthony's <laughs> dad at a bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> I like right. how you were I, I also like you were explaining like your dad's like going out habits. I'm like, yeah, yes, correct. He's doing it right. He goes All harder right. than me. I don't know how he has that energy. I think Luke, he, I think Luke's got something. I got to say rocking around the Christmas tree simply because it reminds me of Elf. And I feel like that <laughs> like era was like the nose ring era. And obviously, you know, it's, it's Elf. So course she's excited for you know santa's coming to town so <laughs> that is my pick also zane note that luke basically just said the era for nose rings is past and you're barely getting here <laughs> yeah, don't quote me on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been Did long you... enough to where it's making its full cycle so yeah <laughs> 2000s are retro there 2000s are... the 2000s are period <laughs> a 2000s film is a period film this is true uh, I'll hit hit you with um, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, Christmas time is here, just because it's All classic. Right. That's a great tune. Totally classic. I love. So by the time this comes out, Christmas will have been last week. But we are really leaning into we're we're, we're getting our last fix here. Christmas for the new year. Look, I mean, this... for some people, it doesn't end until like January. Oh yeah, we have twelve days, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, we have to serve the mood, no matter what, no matter when. <laughs> We said this from the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're serving moods. We're serving looks. We're serving drinks. We're uh, serving you Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. I love that. That song's always funny in the chorus because it's like she's talk. You think she's telling a story like rocking around the Christmas tree and then just fuck it. Have a happy holiday. Like this. The narrative gets disrupted <laughs> immediately. She just goes, yeah, have a happy holiday. She's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm expecting, yeah, someone to fall, maybe, after rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to I'm gonna throw one in there that's not exactly holiday, 
but it's a band that makes me think of the holidays some a little bit because they're kind of kitschy. Uh, Sparks, uh, the song "Falling in Love with Myself Again." I think we gotta we gotta speak to the the beauty of getting a nose ring or a change or something that's gonna make you feel cool. And when you do that, you know, you're. Uh, I, I like this one because it fits also with the song we're covering. You know, you're it's paying some love to yourself. You know, and so um, Zane. Fall in love with yourself again and again. You hear me? <laughs> Pierce everything. <laughs> that is an amazing hashtag mood, y'all. I love this playlist. In fact, I think I'm going to put it on right now. Well, when we get off the call. Have a mood of your own, listeners. Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Tell us what your resolutions are for 2022. For me, it's pretty much surviving it. And who knows? Your favorite artist may just get to hear your playlist on the air. Well, we've come to the end, guys. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful uh, late winter Sunday morning. Before we say goodbye, we leave the bar, we head on to the after party with my dad. Does anyone have any lingering thoughts? Thank you guys. You guys are super great. This is this is probably the funnest Zoom podcast interview I've we've ever done. <laughs> it's so creative. Oh, thanks. Yeah, definitely. Ryan, you have such a good podcast voice too. Like every time you're talking, <laughs> I'm like killing it. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, it's somewhat deep, isn't it? It's got a, it's just a he low keeps octave. us grounded. It's a. <laughs> it's just it's just getting the job done. I would like Getting to take that. this opportunity to ask Ryan to bring back the occurrence so we can hear him on the radio mm. once a week. Okay. The radio show. Yeah. People tell me I have a great face for radio. Oh, <laughs> oldest radio joke. Most hackneyed radio joke in the book. Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys for being here. Anything else to ponder on or to plug? Probably should say listen to Cool Enough, the new single, right? Yeah. It's... We think it's cool. Do you, it's it's pretty cool, right, guys? It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's cool. pretty cool. It's it's fucking cool. And so is the Knox remix. Like, I was gonna say the Knox remixed it. They wouldn't have remixed it if it wasn't fucking cool. Yeah, and, yeah. The 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 Knox remix is is very cool. Definitely cool enough. And the other one is cool too. But you know, I can both help. An- Anthony's listening to the single. His dad is listening to the remix. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also. Everyone, check out the Sophie Tucker remix of Broken People. That is another fun club banger to an already great song. And don't and and go back into the go into the catalog. Listen to Parking Lot View. Luke is giving us a Parking Lot View at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's a great sound. There's so many good tunes in the um, in the catalog. So keep coming back to it. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to like and follow the show on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so, so much. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can directly support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make those yummy, yummy drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. 
Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next year, cheers. 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 Cheers.